It's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Hey, Scott, welcome back for Element 13 Legislation. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back in uh, one of one of the all-time favorites, legislation. <laughs> yeah, you were doing stats and records with me, and uh, now you're on to legislation. So you must like all of the uh, the really interesting and riveting uh, <laughs> and topics. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, as part of my background, I might have mentioned before, uh, or I probably didn't mention this, was I, I went to school for law enforcement. So one of the things I did way back when was... Uh, learn how to read the law and mm. how to interpret it and what does it mean so just reading it literally is one thing and then uh how do you interpret it and put it into practice was yeah early early on i learned true true because sometimes when you're reading the green book it's uh you know it's all that legal legal jargon and stuff and okay what does this actually mean <laughs> how do i interpret this or what is it, what am i supposed to do with it yeah yeah exactly Okay, well, um, element 13, legislation, let's uh, jump right in. Um, not a very long element, so it shouldn't be a very long um, episode here. Um, so 13.1, is health and safety legislation considered during the job planning process? So here we're referring to all acts and regulations that apply to the company. Yes, so this is an interesting question uh, for a lot of clients is um, basically asking what acts uh, and regulations apply to your business. So if I start off with, um, with I guess, two things is maybe just walking down is what is specific to your office? Uh, if, if I was to ask uh, IHSA, well, you know, what type of uh, acts would apply to your business? Well, we'd, we would have um, obviously the Occupational Health and Safety Act, but for our office environment, it may be uh, specifically the industrial regs would fall into place. Mm-hmm. But there's also other um, other things that are out there that could be along the lines of building codes, the Fire Protection Act, the uh, uh, AODA. There's quite a bit of information that's there. And then, say, if we specifically said, okay, for um, maybe for IHSA, what what's specific to your organization under? Um, see if we if we moved around some uh, dangerous goods or or uh, some chemicals around it, TDG maybe one that applies uh, what about our WMIS regulation and, and the global harmonization system mm-hmm. so um, again this is a, a management system audit that we're doing and of course for the it's focused on safety but there's also other things that may affect um, things like uh, labor codes or the employment standards act etc and as we go through these questions there may be other uh, things that may need to be posted and uh, available so again what regs may apply to your business uh, if we went through core, just say the core itself, um, or so kind of acts would be there. And for for core itself, if I took a look at element 18, well, the Workplace Safety and Insurance Act would apply to the return to work portion of it. Mm-hmm. Um, regulations under that, our element 15 would be uh, regulation 1101, the first aid requirement. There's also um, there's various different ones. In, and over the last few years, uh, the regulators out there have made some changes to say confined spaces where confined space used to be buried in uh, each separate regulation mm-hmm. now it has its own regulation right noise uh, and there's quite a few more coming and if uh, if people are have their ear to the ground i believe the the mol and wsib are are in consultation about amending the regulation 1101 and maybe transferring that over to a different uh, different authority right um, 
You also have what regulations apply to the work that you do, what co codes or standards apply to your business. I know this does say acts and regulations, but you can build this up. Um, mm -hmm. So for some of the clients I've been recently talking to, they use the what's called the user rules. They have their user rule book that's referenced in uh, the construction regs, that that's something that they use, and it's, a, it's rules outside of the construction regulations, but mm -hmm. it's actually because it's written in there, it could be uh, deemed as law or the traffic control book seven. There's quite a few of those out there. Right. So it's what, what again applies to your business, not businesses in general. Mm -hmm. So this is um, like this question 13.1 is probably the most hefty question of this entire element. Um, but you know, working through and, um, and considering all the acts and regulations that apply to your business. Um, if somebody's just, you know, trying to make, you know, trying to make their, their list, right. Um, do, do you have any resources that they, that you could suggest in order for them to, um, you know, con you know, have like a list of health and safety legislation that applies to the organization, you know, and kind of go through something. Well, one that I routinely open up is, is just e-laws. It's a, it's a free service. Uh, you'll find it on the web and it has all the Ontario um, acts and regulations on it. And if you go there you'll find um, e-laws under the letter O, you'll go to the Occupational Health and Safety Act. Mm -hmm. And if you open that one up, um, right beside it'll say regulations under this act and there's a list of regulations that apply mm -hmm. now i wouldn't necessarily stop there but you could look through there and um, find all kinds of wild and crazy stuff such as the hotel act and uh, you know butterfly <laughs> conservation act and those type of things but there there is literally every single act and regulation that's applicable in the province of ontario yeah so we're uh, one of them. on that site yeah so just um but it's a good resource for people to go to to uh, start building their list of uh acts and regulations that could be applicable to their business and obviously there's ones that are applicable to every business but then there should be some unique ones that uh, are for your business only um well, I guess, you know, when we're talking about creating the list, it's a good opportunity for me to mention that one of the common submission errors in this uh, question um, is that, you know, people will comment something and say, oh, yes, we consider all applicable health and safety acts and regulations, but then they don't actually end up providing a list <laughs> um, that they use during the job planning process. So this that is the requirement and that is the, the ask for this question is that... Um, that you do submit an exhaustive list, um, or another another issue might be that uh, the list that they do provide is very very limited. So it might say, "Oh yeah, you know we consider all of the um, applicable acts and regulations, uh, such as Occupational Health and Safety Act, the Construction Regulations, and uh, the Electricity Act." But you know, just considering three in their job planning process is not sufficient. So uh, two submission errors: one, no list, or uh, the other one is very, very limited list. Yeah, we, we would like to see an exhaustive list. So as, as you're going through the core process and um, maybe as we mentioned in the, the podcast for stats and records that, hey, when we start off, we didn't have a list. Um, but as we go through and we're learning new things about how our company runs and what does apply, keep adding it to this list. And it's really, really valuable in here because uh, as I'm looking at, say, training for employees, well, if I wasn't aware of the AODA, um, is there a training requirement for them? Should we add it to our orientation program? And um, it, 
there might be inspections that are required for uh, different businesses that we have under our under our business entity. So maybe there's um, annual inspections of our pits that we require for uh, for surface mining. Mm -hmm. Well, where do we find these? They're in the legislation. So as we start to list the pieces of legislation, we'll notice that, hey, PPE is a different requirement in construction, industrial, and uh, mining. What do we need in each one of our sites mm -hmm. or our offices? Uh, so it, it's really important once you have this list is where do we now use it in the various elements? And then also, uh, there's lots of changes going on over the years. And uh, it used to be a slow move, uh, changing any pieces of legislation. And I've noticed in the last 10 years that the speed of change is starting to happen fairly quickly. And there are a lot of changes to legislation. Uh, back in 2010, there was no requirement for working at heights. Um, mm -hmm. But 2015, there became a requirement. And within that requirement, there was a requirement to train every three years as well. Yeah. So where do we capture that? And it could be captured in the management reviews. Once a year, we've got to go through the legislation. And you can find easily on ELOS when was the last uh, change made. Right. If there was no changes, perfect, move on. But this is a very, very valuable list for your whole health and safety management system. Right. Yeah, that's true. This should definitely be uh, incorporated into your, your organization's annual review process, you know, just to just to go over and check and see if there's any updates coming or updates that are going to um, somehow affect your health and safety manual. And, uh, you know, it could it could trigger other things like, you know, let's say, for example, um, you maybe need to yeah have some additional training, like you said, with the working heights or maybe because of some sort of uh, new regulation, we need to create a new safe work practice or a safe job procedure. Um, you know, does something need to be added to our orientation? I know when I was working for a general contractor, um, we had the, the Cannabis Act came into effect. And um, then I had to take into consideration, you know, how was that going to affect the organization from a, a safety perspective? Um, and there was a lot of changes that needed to be made. So we needed to make a change to our health and safety manual. We needed to have some additional training for myself and for the site supervisors. And um, also information that needed to be added into our orientation program. So, you know, if I hadn't been keeping my eyes on the the updates and or the new, you know, um, acts and regulations and stuff happening, then we wouldn't have um, been able to update and, and manage our health and safety uh, system as, as well as we did. Um, so, yeah, it's really, really important to make sure that you know what's applicable to you and uh, make sure you're monitoring it. Yeah, if, if before I uh, joined here, I used to do quite a bit of work with the drug and alcohol programs and, and those type of things. And that kind of change with the Cannabis Act would have triggered a change. Uh, human rights legislation makes a change. And, and what I've noticed going through a lot of these um, is once we have that list, that as we go through some of those safe work practices, safe job procedures, they have inconsistent references. So mm. there, there is a brand new reference for, say, confined space. But the confined space procedure still references outdated information that has been repealed from, uh, say, the construction regs or right. the industrial regs. Right. They no longer exist, but we're expected to follow it as part of our procedure. <laughs> right. <laughs> so making sure that you update the uh, rest of your program where it's affected. <laughs> Yeah, so just having the list is one part of it, how you use the list, and that's, uh, again, providing us the list is worth the mark, but how you use the list, it may come up in their uh, other parts of your program. So it's so it's important first, you know, going through core, hey, we get the mark, but what is it you do with that information, mm -hmm. and is it an exhaustive list, and mm -hmm. how does it apply to your, the rest of your system? 
Okay, moving on to um, 13.1, sorry, 13.2. Uh, are copies of relevant legislation readily available at each workplace as required? Okay, so this does have, uh, you, you have a choice. You can pick the observation or interview validation for it. But um, again, for the auditors, uh, as an employer, do you have, do you have access to this? So what, what out there did you observe? And what is the relevant legislation that uh, that has to be available? So again, without the list in 13.1, um, some of these different various acts uh, say they have to be posted or made available in the workplace. So again, we're doing a, an occupational health and safety management system audit. So of course those would be there, but there are other ones that are required by legislation. So um, you may want to take a look in there just to see if there are posting requirements for the various um, acts and regs that are out there. Mm -hmm. uh, but one thing to keep in mind is if you are submitting uh, photos, uh, make sure that the, the legislation you're providing is current. Um, some of the pictures are legible. And uh, again, what about the other legislation that may be required to be posted um, or made available uh, to any of the workplace parties? So uh, it, it is a fairly large question, but if you you did a good job with uh, question 13.1 and you you have reviewed those various pieces of legislation you may find what legislation also needs to be posted mm -hmm. it'd be a great idea to add it to this list and either provide the detail or uh current pictures of uh the proper legislation okay thank you um 13.3 have supervisors been trained on their rights and responsibilities and how to exercise them so how should we be answering this question it will, the core handbook's looking for either three samples of um, of training, and it, it does have a legislative compliance to it. So one I didn't mention up above was the worker and supervisor awareness program uh, that is required by, by law in Ontario. Mm -hmm. So we would look for three health and safety awareness training for supervisor certificates. Uh, we could be provided uh, the booklets, provided they have the person's name and uh, the test is filled out. Or there's a third way we could uh, we could get it. Then there's online. If you go to the MOL site, you'll find a um, basically it's a, a checklist, of 49 and 50 questions respectively for the worker and the supervisors that you you could self-evaluate whether your program has met it, and you could provide us proof of your own internal program running uh, that you've met the requirements of the MOL program. Okay, and just, uh, just for clarification, Scott, sorry to jump in there, but um, just yeah. as we're talking, because I know um, in the industry, this is, you know, just it's commonly known as the MOL's uh, supervisor training, the five-step program, you know, kind of like just this is what people refer to it as. So I just wanted to make sure that everyone knows what we're what we're referring to. Well, yes. Yeah. And sorry, the, the four-step for the workers and the five-step for the, the supervisors. Yeah. And again, for, according to the core handbook, we're just looking for three samples of it. Uh, but we also do check to, to make sure there's, um, and, and anyone out there, please call the, the MOL hotline and ask them what would be acceptable information for them. Because mm -hmm. uh, when I did it in the past, they did ask, they did say, well, we could accept uh, three of the printed copies from their website. Yeah. We could provide uh, three samples of a signed booklet with the, with the test completed. Mm -hmm. Or a third one would be they could go in there and uh, self-evaluate their own program. So they may have something that an orientation uh, throughout your orientation that we talk about rights and responsibilities. That one slide doesn't necessarily answer the question, but if they self-evaluated through that MOL uh, checklist that the internal auditor says, hey, no, we, we said it met this, we would accept that as well. Okay. Um, well one issue that does come up, though, is uh, sometimes a training matrix provided. Mm -hmm. 
And when a training matrix does come in, uh, who am I looking at for supervision? And sometimes supervision or workers, and I know I'm answering both of them at the same time, mm-hmm. is uh, okay. the training matrix sometimes has people missing. So we'll have we'll see a list of supervisors, we'll see a supervision for five-step being done and a set of four-step being done, and there's gaps in the, in the training. So again, we'll reflect back and say, well, the training matrix didn't show that everyone was done. So sometimes it's easier just to hand in three perfect samples that are finished. Yeah. And a training matrix, um, I, I've just, I've done them over the years. They're great to keep you honest with internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't have the document in front of us, of course, we don't put the X in the box. And uh, maybe we, we get that training thing in and we forgot to put it in, but we've already printed it out and submitted it for to IHSA. So we're just responding back on it looks like not everybody's been done. Right, right. Okay. Um, so yeah, you kind of went into 13.4 as well, because 13.3 uh, and 13.4 are very similar. Uh, 13.3 talking about the supervisors and then 13.4 jumping in and talking about the workers. So um, both questions, uh, you know, same type of information. Uh, we're looking for three samples of the supervisors and then the three samples of the workers being trained in the MOL uh, four-step program. Um, so all that information is pretty much the same um, and being verified by in, uh, documentation and interview. Um, so we'll go into the last question on the um, element, which is 13.5. Are legislated posting requirements being met? Yeah, so this one again is just an observation question. Um, and the core handbook's looking for either detail to what you observed or um, photographic evidence. So again, photographic evidence based on the office and the, and the applicable sites that you went to. But um, first off, what needs to be posted? So for a lot of clients over the years, they found uh, they came up with a standard. And this is, a, I'm going to talk about a document for a second of what should be posted. Mm-hmm. And then when you go to sites, it's very easy for yourself as internal auditors to go, oh, is everything there? Mm-hmm. They have a template that shows it. There's no Kijiji ads or anything else. And um, when we do get the photos, we sort of need to know, okay, what is, um, what's relevant on there? So it could be from uh, your first aiders on there, mm-hmm. your joint health and safety committee members, but what else is required by your management system? So it might be a good idea first to just go, what do we need uh, to post according to uh, 13.1 and going through all that legislation? And then is it being posted? Mm-hmm. And sometimes a standard for posted material goes a long way in helping you uh, get there, such as the one, two, three, four poster that's required. Or uh, again, going outside of safety is the Employment Standards Act. Uh, they have various postings that they require. Are those there? So you can expand this beyond. But uh, just make sure that, the again, the pictures are legible. Uh, it's representative of all workplaces audited. And uh, it does have the information that is required to be posted. Mm-hmm. So it would be a good idea to do your own research to know what is needed to be posted, what's needed to be available, and do we have it for the management system? Yeah, I'm having flashbacks because I definitely created a standard in my my previous organization where, um, you know, someone was talking about the requirements for the safety board. And I was like, okay, well, we need to have this defined, you know, very specifically so that they're all the same, every single job site, um, gets the required postings all the time, right? So I did create a uh, basically a checklist that um, you know was to ensure that legislation was being met at all times. So it is definitely a good idea, and it um, you know you kind of do that a bit of legwork up at the front end, and uh, then it keeps you on track and in compliance for everything going forward. So definitely was uh, helpful for me to do that. <laughs> 
Um, well, again, that, that list is very, very auditable. Mm-hmm. If, um, as people move from organization to organization, well, what's supposed to be on the board? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, there's the list. Let yeah. me go check. And it's very, very easy to audit. Yeah, for sure. Okay, um, so that wraps up our uh, element here. Uh, did you have any final thoughts on legislation, Scott? Uh, more thoughts than in, in the time allotted here, but uh, just so everybody's aware, I, we, we did some math on this years ago, and it was roughly 25% of the audits based on just legislation. Right. Keep in mind, a lot of the questions uh, that we may, may have mentioned in previous podcasts for, for other people is there, there are some of the questions that don't have an asterisk beside it in core. Um, they are based in legislation. So Yeah, somehow uh, connected. Just, yeah, and it's uh, if you don't have a good grasp on the legislation and we're doing a management system audit, 25% of the audit is uh, go, no go based on legislation. It might be a good idea to review that legislation, find out what's required, uh, such as I was talking earlier, confined space. Mm-hmm. It may say what the training requirements are. Mm. You know, do, have we done those training requirements? Yeah. Um, what needs to be done for our rescue plans? Uh, and on and on it goes and mm-hmm. who's responsible for what. So there's... It's a very important um, element, Mm -hmm. but uh, also if you're getting stuck in the weeds with, oh, I don't know everything that's required, again, a quick call to uh, myself or my colleagues would, we can probably point you in a a direction that might help you. And, uh, and of course, if you're stuck in the weeds with legislation is maybe, okay, walk away for a minute, come back to it, walk away for a minute, because you can get stuck in the weeds of all the different uh, things we're supposed to be doing. Well, it's what's not, required for core and, and the management system. It sounds like you are the person to call for legislation. I don't know that everybody's jumping up to <laughs> to offer up their uh, time for legislation, but you sound like the man who's for the job. <laughs> Oh, I just walked myself into that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You volunteered yourself. Um, so yeah, specifically asks for Scott if you're calling in. Uh, <laughs> um, no, thanks so much, Scott, for uh, coming in and, and talking to us about that. Uh, it's very, very useful. And um, hopefully we're able to provide people with um, some useful tools and, and knowledge in order to help them with uh, this uh, element. Thanks. Anytime. Okay, bye. the IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.